It's a sad day in Los Angeles. Five people killed in a helicopter crash outside Calabasas. And uh, among them, Kobe Bryant and his second oldest daughter, 13-year-old Gianna. Uh, five people killed in that crash. And uh, we are uh, bringing you this uh, this sad news and sad continuing coverage. Uh, we'll hear from a lot of our 710 ESPN uh, friends here, your friends. Uh, we are told that the uh, the Lakers flying back from Philadelphia um, are aware of what happened. Uh, I got a text from John Ireland a little while ago saying uh, that there was uh, there was much crying on the plane uh, as it makes its way back to uh, to Los Angeles. Um, we've got some comments here coming in from uh, notables around the NBA. Uh, here is Doc Rivers on Kobe's passing. You know, uh, I just don't have a lot to say. I, uh, the news is just devastating to everybody uh, who knew him, known him a long time. And, uh, you know, he, he just, he, mean, he means a lot to me, obviously. Um, you know, he was such a great opponent, you know. Um, it's what you want in sports. Um, he had that, that DNA that, um, that very few athletes can ever have, you know, the, the Tiger Woods and the, the Michael Jordans, you know. Um, it's funny. I, uh, I've, I was getting to know him more since he retired, you know. Um, yeah, this is this is a tough one. I don't. Uh, I mean, we have to go play. Uh, I, I mean, the news is just so devastating for for Vanessa and, and his and his family, and um, there's just so many people he touched, you know. Um, and you know, it's, it's looking at my young players and, and seeing how emotional uh, they are. Um, they didn't even know him, you know, and uh, it just tells you how far his reach was. So, um, and this is just shocking news for all of us. And sorry, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, I just can't. Uh, I have to go talk to a team uh, before a game and tell them to play. Okay. <laughs> The uh, Doc Rivers and the Clippers are in Orlando uh, with a tip-off in about an hour. Um, there's uh, There are a lot of games in the NBA today. Um, I'm just counting three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in the NBA today. Uh, two of them um, are already underway. Uh, we've heard about the tribute in the Toronto uh, Raptors, uh, they're in uh, San Antonio, the Toronto-San uh, Antonio game. Uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, allowed the 24-second clock to expire before passing midcourt, and then DeJounte Murray of the Spurs did exactly the same thing uh, as fans chanted Kobe's name. Um, we, uh, Our thoughts obviously go out to uh, Vanessa, who I cannot imagine... Nobody can imagine the difficulty of this day for them as he, she loses uh, both her husband and her daughter 
uh, Gianna. Um, yeah. Here's uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Kobe's passing. It's very difficult for me to put in words how I feel about the loss of Kobe Bryant. As a young boy, I met him when he was 11 or 12 years old. I was friends with his dad, Joe. We were uh, former uh, adversaries. Joe played for the 76ers, but he was a good friend and uh, someone that I shared a friendship. And it's hard for me to uh, understand now how this is affecting Joe and his wife. So uh, to Kobe's family, I want to send my most sincere and heartfelt uh, regrets and prayers. And my thoughts are with you guys. Kobe was an incredible family man. He loved his wife and, and daughters. He was an incredible athlete and a leader in a, in a lot of ways. He inspired a whole generation of young athletes. He was one of the first ones to leave high school and come to the NBA and do so well, dominating the game and becoming one of the best scorers that the Los Angeles Lakers has ever seen. I had the privilege of being there when he scored his 81-point game, and it was something that I will always remember as one of the highlights of uh, the things that I have learned and observed in sports. Kobe, my thoughts are with you. Absolutely. Rest in peace, young man. This loss is its, it's just hard to comprehend. Go with God. Uh, I'm at uh, LA Live at our 710 ESPN studios, and I'm looking at an image from just downstairs um, where the Grammys are going to be taking place tonight at Staples Center. Uh, and there's a big video board just out our window uh, with a uh, Kobe Bryant tribute uh, here at uh, LA Live. Um, we are going to carry the uh, press conference live. Uh, five people dead in a helicopter crash outside of Calabasas. Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna, among those killed. Uh, and uh, we are getting tributes and messages from athletes around the NBA, around the world, uh, in any sport. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, there are very few words that you can say, uh, that, um, summarize or that capture the loss, um, you know, in 20 years in Los Angeles, 25 years in Los Angeles, uh, Kobe is the most, uh, iconic athlete that I've had a chance to cover. Um, we all remember the 81-point game. Uh, there was uh, Game 7 of the NBA Finals in 2010. There was uh, his 60-point game, his final night in the NBA. There's the dropping of the microphone and Mamba out, uh, his final two words as an NBA player. Uh, there was the indomitable spirit. There was the tenacity. Uh, there was the intellect. Um, an unbelievably unique person, not just an athlete, but an unbelievably unique person um, is lost today. Uh, Jay Williams, I'm sorry, repeat. Uh, you're listening to KSPN Los Angeles. Jay Williams, uh, 
ESPN NBA analyst. Here he is on Kobe's passing. Today's just a really today's a tough day. Today's a hard day, and I hope that um, everybody at home, you, you give that person next to you um, whatever thing you have wrong in your life with them. If this might be small or big, let the go. Doesn't matter. I know I curse. I'm sorry. It's okay. None of that stuff matters, man. This is uh, it's about life and uh, being precious with every damn second we have here. Because it, from somebody who knows who almost happened to me like that, man, it's just over. It's done randomly, randomly, arbitrarily. And uh, you know his his four girls and his wife. We uh, we need to come around them and support them and help them. And the NBA should cancel all games today. Um, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, there's Jay Williams. Uh, the NBA schedule um, is uh, is continuing today. Uh, two games happening right now. The uh, the Rockets are in Denver. Uh, the Raptors are in San Antonio. So it appears that the uh, the NBA schedule will uh, will play out as usual. But it is anything but a usual day. Uh, an enormous hole in the NBA community. In the Los Angeles community, Kobe Bryant, along with his 13-year-old daughter and three others, killed uh, aboard a helicopter uh, which crashed outside of Calabasas this morning. We are waiting for uh, a press conference out in Calabasas with the latest from authorities uh, who may be able to shed light on exactly what happened, how it happened, uh, and any details Um about this uh, tragic uh, crash. Here is Celtics coach Brad Stevens on Kobe. You know, my, my first memory of Kobe was his dad recruited my best friend in high school. And, uh, you know, Kobe was just a kid playing open gym with him. And he was, my, my, my best friend came back and just told me, I just played with the best 16-year-old I ever saw. Thank you, Brad. Um, that's... Uh, that's Brad Stevens, uh, Brian Shaw reacting on NBA TV. As a man who I'm 53 years old and I've dealt with a lot of death in my time. And one of the things that has helped me deal with, you know, my family died in a car accident in 1993. One of the things that kept me going is the fact that while they were here, we lived and we made a lot of memories together. And when they're gone, that's all that you have are the memories that you make, that you made while they were here. And for those Kobe fans that are out there that are feeling like I feel right now, just try and think of all the joy that he brought you making the highlights that you remember um, for all the Laker fans that the championships that he brought um, that put smiles on your faces those are memories that you're going to have to rely on going forward and um, as as sad a moment as it may be right now um, we were blessed to have such a talented player to bring us the amount of joy uh, and happiness, especially, like I said, for Laker fans and NBA fans uh, as a whole, um, to have this guy for as long as we did and to be able to witness uh, his greatness on the court, um, his popularity, 
overseas in China, a guy that can speak fluent uh, Italian and mm-hmm. Spanish and other languages. Um, you know, it's, it was a blessing for us to, to even have him as long as we we were able to have him. That's- and, of course, our thoughts are with uh, Vanessa uh, and his daughters, um, Kobe Bryant, along with uh, four others, including his daughter, Gianna, killed in a helicopter crash outside Calabasas. We will bring you to that press conference uh, coming up. I should hold off on uh, James Worthy because it's a longer segment. Uh, and James Worthy uh, has spoken about uh, about this tragedy uh, but it's a bit longer, uh, and I don't want to miss uh, the press conference with the uh, the very latest. Um, we will be here for you. Um, there's nothing we can say to make it any better. Um, I think all of us are are uh, devastated, um, but we'll you'll you'll hear from all your friends here at uh, 710 ESPN, and we'll. We'll say what we what we can. Um, here's uh, New Orleans head coach Alvin Gentry on Kobe's passing. I mean, I, I, no words really. I mean, I don't know where you could even start. Uh, I mean, great competitor, great guy. You know, great father. Uh, just really, really a sad, sad day for the NBA. Uh, you know, obviously uh, thoughts and prayers go with his family. Uh, go with the whole Laker organization, really. You know, and, I mean, they've lost, you know, one of the greatest players, but also a guy that's just, you know, he his name is synonymous with that franchise. So, uh, you know, it's just a it's a tough, tough day. You know, to to hear of his passing, and you know, one of his daughters. You know, it's just just a real tragic thing. And it is, uh, it's strangely ironic that last night was the night that uh, LeBron uh, surpassed Kobe's scoring record. Um, and today we have this, uh, this tragedy. Um, as I mentioned, the, the Grammys are going to be going on across the street here uh, from LA Live at Staples Center in a while. I would imagine that the Grammys are going to begin with uh, some sort of uh, of tribute to uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, people outside of sports reacting. Um, Khalid uh, reacting, who will be at the Grammys tonight. R.I.P. Kobe. This is heartbreaking. Um, it really does go beyond just uh, sports. Um, he was uh, an important cultural figure in los angeles he was uh he was part of the fabric of this city um beloved um by opponents certainly feared um a crazy tough competitor who played through countless injuries because he could uh he understood that when you the idea of load management was antithetical to anything Kobe Bryant believed. Um, he believed that when you played a game in Memphis or you played a game in Milwaukee or you played a game in Portland, uh, that that may be some fans' only chance in their lifetime to see Kobe Bryant, uh, and he was going to find a way to play. Uh, Brian Kamenitsky is uh, joining us now. Hey, Brian. Steve. 
It's just one of you. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 and I was actually, ironically, I was in Newport in Orange County and drove back up. And like you, you sit and you, because you, you kind of know what's coming. You, you think about like, how do you talk about something like this? Yeah. And as the news sort of keeps getting worse over the course of, of the day and you hear that his daughter is there and a teammate, and a parent of a teammate and, and, you know, children and all these things, you know, Vanessa Bryant losing a child and her husband in the same moment. You know, the person yeah. you would rely on if you lost a child is the person who is also gone. Like, yes. this, you know, which parts of Kobe's life do you talk about? Do you no. emphasize? Which is mo- it's, it's so hard to figure out what to even say in, in, a, in a moment like to that. To show you the uh, the impact, I mentioned the impact outside of stor- uh, sports. President Barack Obama has just tweeted, Kobe was a legend on the court and just getting started in what would have been as meaningful a second act to lose Gianna is even more heartbreaking to us all as parents. Michelle and I send our love and prayers to Vanessa and the entire Bryant family on an unthinkable day. This reaches well beyond uh, sports. It, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's, he's a cultural icon. You know, he, he's a person. I was I was on my way in. A friend of mine texted me. It's just I feel like a little piece of me died. Yeah. He's a, a guy, a friend of mine who grew up in L.A. Watched Kobe. Isn't like he is a person who, you know, not not just touched basketball, but touched you know sports, touched the wider thing. And as you say, Stephen, this is the part of his life that I found most fascinating. It's just like what he was doing next and how yeah. long he had prepared for this part of his life and how enthusiastically he was he had been diving into the the time back with his with his children and, yes. and being able to spend as much time and I know people a lot of people have been sending out the clip of of him with Gianna at the the game the other night and he, the two of them she was she loved basketball so yes. a really good player um just talking about the game and 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 explaining to him, and having this moment and and it's just this. It, it, there was so much stuff that he was going to do, and he was so bright and so intellectually curious and so interested in everything um, that the next forty years of of what he did with his life would have potentially been just as interesting as the first. Um, and we're getting reaction from all over the place and we'll pass as much of it on to you as we can uh shams Tarania tweeting uh kyrie irving will miss today's game against new york due to personal reasons irving and kobe uh shared a close friendship uh this is this is a hole in the nba community i mean we were all there the night kobe played his final game and it was like it was like a gigantic reunion of legends uh people from around the world uh, and all were there to see a player who played for only one team, all those minutes, only for one team, uh, completely embedded in the city of Los Angeles. Uh, Andy Kamenetsky's here. Andy? This is really just difficult to wrap your head around. I mean, like I, I, Brian may have told you we were in Orange County visiting our parents who are, who are doing a timeshare down there and, and driving back the whole way. You know, there's been a I guess about a couple hours to process it. And what I've come to realize is that I can't process it. No. I mean, it's just really bizarre and it, and it's sad. I mean, the, the tragedy that's hit now the Bryant family, 
you know, and, and the family uh, of the other victims of this crash. And obviously we're going to be learning more about it and, you know, learn more about the relationship between Kobe's family and theirs. And, and But just Kobe, Kobe's a Los Angeles story. Yes. You know, this, this is something that I, I noted on Twitter, just sort of passing along the first thing that popped into my head, was that this is more than a sports story. It's a Los Angeles story. And I had some people reacting to me, you know, saying it's a worldwide story. And, and yes, it is a worldwide story, obviously. Kobe was a global icon. And, I mean, if, when he would play in China, I mean, grown people would weep in his presence. It's not hyperbole. But Kobe is a Los Angeles story. I mean, like the, the connection that this city had to Kobe and, and that fervency uh, of the fanhood between him and the people that truly loved what he did, it's unlike any athlete There's I've no, ever seen no before. Athlete, no athlete has shaped what the perception that people have of athletes and what athletes are supposed to do. And I mean, you know, Steve, you you mentioned you know just sort of in passing really the idea of how Kobe played in every game and what what the the notion of load management, all these things, but that comes from that ethic of that understanding. You hear it reflected in how LeBron approaches games of. I play in every game I'm supposed to play that I can possibly play in because this is, like I said, maybe the only time somebody gets to see me. Uh, I owe it to my team. I owe it to my franchise. And you know the, the the perception of hard work of 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 every detail being something that you you take care of. You leave nothing to chance. You know, Kobe Bryant had incredible natural talent in what he did, but he right. denied a lot of those things because that helped him. Spend an extra hour in the gym, do an extra sprint, work with somebody else on his footwork, whatever it might be. And because of that, that is what we expect in Los Angeles of of all of our athletes. It's it's how we think of everyone who puts on a uniform in this city is that's what you're supposed to be. Uh, This statement from L.A. Clippers chairman Steve Ballmer. Uh, the Clippers mourn the sudden and devastating loss of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. Kobe, an icon and an institution in this city and the sport, inspired teammates and opponents alike with his commitment, determination, and drive. Kobe was a singular figure who left an indelible mark on the community and the world. His family, friends, fans, and the Lakers organization are in our thoughts and prayers. We will miss him. Um. Yeah, you know, it's. F- I was thinking of uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who may be the biggest Kobe Bryant fan I know, and and the way he would have taken this news. Um, Kobe, just the word Kobe means something. Um, it. He's a first name guy. He's a first name guy. I mean, and, and it's not just because he has an unusual first name. Right. It's because he's a first name guy. I mean, he's one of those people that the the last name is not required. Well, if his name was Frank, we'd call him Frank. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just what he, he is. He would have right. somehow managed to make Frank a first name thing. Yes, because you know what what he when you mentioned before uh, reading the statement from uh, Steve Ballmer, singular. Yes, one of the things that's always struck me about Kobe's career that stood out to me is how unique it was, and I, and I don't mean just in the accomplishments, because the accomplishments obviously are unique because few people ever even come close to that but i just mean the career arc of it all has been very unique the way he came straight from high school at a time where that was unheard of for guards yes i mean i, I mean it was pretty uncommon period but for guards it was unheard of because I, I remember the my reaction 
when I heard that they had traded Vlade for the rights for a 17-year-old out of high school. I was like, they did what? Yeah. Like, seriously? But then you go through Kobe's entire career, and, they, and there were serious ups, and there sure. were serious downs. Yes, there were. There was a lot of turbulence in that career for all the greatness. And then it ended you know, in a singular fashion, the way only Kobe would have had that type of drama. With the, the combination of the theater and the mythology right. and the achievement. And the start and of the, the game everything. where people may forget, he started out shaky. Yeah. And, oh, yes, you know, he did. like six of his right. first and, seven and shots I remember or something. in the building wondering, like, oh, my God, just don't let him go out scoring, like, seven points on 35 shots right. or something like right. that. And then clearly it was the opposite. Or the fifth championship Kobe had where in that game seven against Boston, you know, this is Kobe, the guy who had, has been there and done that as anybody in the league, kind of wigged out. Yeah. He, like, the, the magnitude of the moment was so big even for Kobe but then he found ways to settle himself back in and play incredible defense um, against Rajon Rondo, get 15 rebounds. All of these things were so unique to making Kobe's career what it was and so unforgettable. It, it wasn't just the achievements. It's the story of it. It is the story. Uh, and it is the sense of drama. And it is, you know, you go back to the three championships with Shaq. And then the controversy that came afterwards with Shaq uh, moving on to Miami and wondering if Kobe would be able to win another championship. People forget Kobe was blamed. Oh, I mean, sure. At the time, I remember when Shaq first came back with the Heat. It was a Christmas Day game. Shaq got a standing ovation. Kobe was actually booed at hmm. Staples Center by that crowd because at the time – Kobe was seen as the guy who ran Phil Jackson out, who ran right. Shaquille O'Neal out, who broke up you know a championship caliber team. But then, of course, because he's Kobe, he played extremely well, got the fans back on his side as he always did, and was able to rebuild to yes, two more championships. Deliver two more championships again. It, it's singular and unique. I just I think about you know in, in listening to what you're saying, Andy, about like you know some of these these moments and like those that. Especially near the end of his career, because the arc, you know, for me, Kobe was always fascinating to watch as a player and the debates around him. Is he selfish? Is he this? Is he, does he make his teammates better? Is he shoot too much? All these things that were part of the, the debate around him. But as his career went on and he started to get towards the end and, and all of these things. And obviously, you know, you think back to, you know, what a sort of functionally was the end of his basketball career, that, that game against Golden State. Yes. Uh, in, in, you know, Dwight's first year, you go back to it and, and, you know, hitting those free throws, which to me, after tearing his Achilles, is this, the singular Kobe moment. It is for the me. singular it's Kobe the moment. It is I, I, after tearing the Achilles going know, out and making the free To know what throws. you know then, knowing that like, this may be the last moment that I have on a basketball court and then, and, and to have, you know, carried a team the way he did in the, the, those, you know, 35 games or whatever it was when he just played out of his mind and to think like this is the, and, and to go make them. Yes. Um, it was the most one of the most amazing things I've ever seen anywhere. He, you started to see so much more of the person because he felt he was so secure in what he was and who he was at that point in his life that he could go and hit those free throws. He could have that moment, Andy, after uh, Game Seven, two thousand ten, get up on the podium and, and show vulnerability and say, "This, you know, that at that moment, this was." too I, too large for me like i i, I don't I, know if, if if you remember but there was a moment during game seven where kobe was at the free throw line and typically when kobe's at the line you hear mvp mvp the fans were actually chanting kobe 
And it's one of Channing the only yeah, it's one of the only times I ever remember that happening. And it felt like them reminding him mm-hmm. of who you're Kobe was. Bryant. Yeah. Like and, and again, that connection between the fans and Kobe was there in that moment. And he, it was know, really powerful to see in person. It was it was amazing. And you know, he all of those things where you started to just get a little sense of the person that you know and Kobe Kobe fed the mythology and he fed the the this concept he was a lot of things at oh, one time. No, he was he was masterful he, at building the mythology. He, yeah, and he was so many things at one time, which is why this is such a I, I think it touches so many people in different ways. For some people the basketball player, some for some people it's the ethos that will go for some people it's the the person. I heard you know you had Ramona on earlier Steve and you know, I mean, these are, some people are, are these are friends. These are people who've known him for since he was 17, 18 years old and worked around him and 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 talked to him and, and gotten to know him. But the guy, the person, once he started to really reveal who he was, was just endlessly fascinating, always honest. And whether you liked him or disliked him or agreed with him or not, was undeniably curious and interesting and dedicated to whatever it was he was doing, which is why he was doing so well. I mean, nobody believed him when he said, I'm going to be fine after basketball. Right. Nobody believed him unless you were listening to him. We did. What do you have after basketball? All of this stuff. Look look what he had. I mean, he was building... An animation studio. Um, all right, I mentioned O'Shea Jackson Jr., who is an enormous Kobe fan, uh, and he joins us now. O'Shea, hey man, how's how's it? You know, I know it's already bad for everybody, but I just got the uh, my tears just finally dried up, so you know I'm able to talk to y'all. So, uh, what was your? Where were you when you uh, got the news? I had just. Um, I just finished doing rehearsal for a show that I'm doing that's based around the game of basketball. And uh, I literally had just stopped talking about Kobe because I was, you know, mentioning my my daughter. And, you know, everybody who knows me knows, you know, about my baby Kobe Jordan. And it's, uh, it uh, he, his, like, his name literally had just, finished coming out of my mouth i was getting in the car and everybody in production stopped and kind of like looked at me and my first honestly like my my first thought was the first words i said was is it about the lakers and immediately everybody said it was worse and my first thought was my my father and when i looked and saw it was kobe i was i I was speechless and you know for a while wasn't able to move you know, and uh, yeah, I've been I've been boohooing ever since. I got luckily I have my uh, my girlfriend out here in Virginia consoling me. But yeah, I, I just it's just a cold feeling that I, I just can't wake up from right now. O'Shea, we were talking about it, you know, just a couple seconds ago, just about how Kobe represented so many different things to different people. You know, there's the some people hook on to the, just the the pure basketball talent, other the 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 ethos that he put out there about how to achieve and and drive and and whatever it might be when what made kobe so important to you what were those things that spoke to you in the way that they did kobe um you know a lot of the a lot of the gift and the curse that i have is me having a father that is in the field that i'm trying to get towards and I know that Kobe had to deal with a lot of the same things that I had to deal with as far as 
having people say, you know, oh, you're walking in your father's footsteps. And, you know, that can be a little, you know, damning a little bit. And Kobe was able to take the family name to New Heights. And that had always been my drive given to me from Kobe. And, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful for that fire that he's given me. And us as Kobe fans, we have, they've done everything and anything to try to stop us forever. And they always have always tried to stop Kobe. And I will be damned if this is the thing that stops Kobe. And we will show them that there is nothing, not even death, that can stop Kobe Bryant. And it's up to all of us to remember the things, the fire that he's given us. And no matter what your job is, what you do, to come in with Mamba mentality. And that's how we will honor our hero. O'Shea, how did Kobe play a role in terms of just the bond between you and your dad? with the Lakers and just and what you guys shared? Yeah, Lakers have always been law in the house. The Lakers have always been, you know, the thing that brought us together, the thing that was the most drama-filled in our house, you know, is the Lakers, the greatest show on TV. And, you know, Kobe, for the last 20 years, you know, he like, it's always been Kobe that has been our, our leader. And, you know, we all can agree. You know, there was always the debate, Magic and Kobe. But once it was all said and done, you know, KB had took everything to another level. And it, it, it was always a family bonding thing, the Lakers. And, you know, just so this last couple of months, it was in November, where I had hit Kobe, hit Kobe and asked him, you know, to for any bit of advice, any bit of anything he can give me. And he gave me his phone number and let me talk to him for 20 minutes on the phone and gave me advice, gave me uh, ways to increase my work ethic. And and little did I know that the, my first phone call with my hero would be my last phone call with my hero. But, you know, it's just those words that are just going through my head. And, and I've, I promise the drive, I promise you, Kobe, the drive that I show from now on and anything that I do is dedicated to you, and we love you. What was your singular Kobe moment? Oh, God. Sorry, I'm getting a little worked up right now. Um, I can't just hold on to one. Just, uh, you know, I, I remember the championships. I remember his face when he tore his Achilles. I remember him getting back. I remember watching his training videos. And him just being triumphant. And when everything was against him, when the the case was against him, him, him flying in and putting up 40 at night you know that every time he brought us back when it seemed hopeless he just said there's no way I could just put it into one I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be at his last game I thought thank God I was able to be at his last all-star game and I just thank God for Kobe Bryant alright O'Shea thank you uh, thanks very much man it's a sad sad day I love you guys, and go Lakers. All right, love you, man. Uh, Magic has tweeted as... uh, One moment. 
As I try to write this post, my mind is racing. I'm in disbelief and have been crying all morning after this devastating news that Kobe and his young daughter, uh, Gigi, have passed away in a helicopter crash. Cookie and I are heartbroken. I love him, his family, and what he stood for on the court and off the court. Uh, the NBA has uh, put out a statement. This is from Adam Silver. The NBA family is devastated by the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna. For 20 seasons, Kobe showed us what is possible when remarkable talent blends with an absolute devotion to winning. He was one of the most extraordinary players in the history of our game with accomplishments that are legendary, five NBA championships, an NBA MVP award, 18 NBA All-Star selections, two Olympic gold medals, but he will be remembered most for inspiring people around the world to pick up a basketball and compete to the very best of their ability. He was generous with the wisdom he acquired and saw it his mission to share it with future generations of players, taking special delight in passing down his love of the game to Gianna. We send our heartfelt condolences to his wife, Vanessa, and their family, the Lakers organization, and the entire sports world. That's uh, Adam Silver, NBA commissioner. Uh, George Sedano joins us uh, now, continuing coverage of this tragic uh, tragic death of Kobe Bryant. Five people killed, including Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, in a helicopter crash in outside of uh, Calabasas. Uh, George... Um, where were you when you uh, when you heard this, Mace? I was uh, coming back from lunch, and I was just coming back to finish up some prep before tonight's game. I'm doing the New Orleans Celtics game here in New Orleans on ESPN, and I got like a flurry of texts and saying, "Is this true?" And I'm like, "What do you like? What, like I, I couldn't even like register what was going on at first. It was just like I was reading this stuff, and I was like, it can't be true. Like maybe this is a hoax. Maybe it's just a hack. Um, TMZ's site, who was the first to report it, crashed. Yeah. So I thought maybe that it, it's not true. And then obviously we find out when Woj tweeted and confirmed that he had passed. It was just devastating. Like I think of it as like this is a like, this is a guy we all watched um from when he was a kid um to growing up to being a man and went through so many different things in his life and ups and downs and you know he inspired so many people inside and outside of basketball like i just started thinking about all that stuff and immediately thought about his family right like i mean that's the first place you go like he's got a newborn daughter that you know won't ever really see and know her dad like that's just as sad as it gets Hey George, we're gonna uh, we're gonna let you go. John Ireland just uh, uh, is uh, just gotten off the Lakers plane, which was came back from uh, Philadelphia. We will talk to you soon, George Sedano. There, uh, John, um, how did you guys find out on the plane? We were about an hour, maybe an hour and a half in uh, on the flight from Philadelphia, and it started to to leak on Twitter, and I thought it was a joke. I, I didn't think it, I, I thought it was somebody, you know, in this world of social media, the first tweet I read was from someone I know, and I was almost going to send him a tweet saying, hey, you've been hacked. And then when I went to TMZ, and then when other news organizations started to pick it up, it started to make its way around the plane. 
and the the plane was as you might imagine just in absolute shock and and a lot of tears and a lot of um uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys can tell I'm normally not at a loss for words, but I, I am today. I, I, I really don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, there's really nothing, nothing that uh, that we can say. Nothing, you know, I, I think the only tweet I sent is I, I am without words, uh, and words are supposed to be what I'm good at. Um, are you uh, what put into words what you think uh, and how you feel, Kobe? Um, his impact in in Los Angeles beyond the Lakers beyond Los Angeles. I think he's you know we you and I talk a lot about this Mason in that we live in a town of stars. It's a star driven town, and he was the brightest of those stars. I you know somebody just asked me last week who's the greatest Laker of all, and I said well. You know, Magic was probably the most popular, but the greatest Laker of all, the, the guy who holds all the Laker records, is Kobe, and he and he got five championships to come with it. And and I used to tell the story all the time that I feel very fortunate, and even more so today, that uh, I, I just got lucky. I'm one of of hundreds of of people that kind of got lucky and rode on the Kobe Express. My first year at KCAL was 1995 and they drafted Kobe in 96 so I got to be on the whole ride and there's a whole bunch of of people that are in our traveling party and people that are associated with the Lakers and associated with the league that he because he was such a bright star and I mean Andy and Brian you guys were part of this I mean the whole Land of Lakers blog probably uh, doesn't catch on without guys like Kobe and he and he was an industry among himself, and I and and then the the best part was we got to watch him. You know, we got to watch this like ridiculously competitive guy who just left it all on the court, and it, it, there were spectacular highs and even spectacular lows. I mean, there was just you were there was never anything boring about Kobe. He it's almost like God put him on Earth to play in Los Angeles. So so I feel you know I'm sure. The first couple of Mason and Ireland shows this week, I'm going to get to tell a whole bunch of old Kobe stories that'll be funny, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of have it together. But today, all I'm thinking about is is that how many people he impacted just by performing. It's it just he was a, he was he he carried people to championship rings and industries and and you know blogs and TV shows and podcasts and you know I, I don't know if any of those things happen if, if he never comes along I mean and I think you know what you're getting at John in terms of the impact and and how many people he touched and in how many different ways and, and is is so significant when I mean, you think about the team I mean Kobe Bryant was a still a very active both presence around the team but also a symbol I think of what the Lakers are and what they what they wanted to get back to what what do you think this does, you know, like around the team? I mean, how how does the team and the franchise process and handle this information? Um, it's a great question, and I don't know the answer. Uh, I remember when Chick Hearn died, um, both Mitch Kupchak and Jeannie Buss were incredibly honest when when we were all at that press conference at the hospital announcing that Chick had passed away, Jeannie just said, I don't know what we're going to do. 
And I think a lot of us are feeling that way today. I mean, it just leaves this incredible void. And what was what was so interesting about Kobe was, I, I think, I, I'm sure you guys have been kicking this around, a lot of people thought he'd never be able to get away from basketball. Mm-hmm. I was never one of those people, it, just because I knew that he's like insanely driven at whatever he's doing. And, and so I knew whatever was next for him, he would jump headfirst into that. And the strangest, or, and, and maybe the saddest thing about him getting back into basketball is because Gigi got him into basketball again. Um, his daughter that, that you know, was killed today also, um, Gianna, became a, a good basketball player and started asking her dad about stuff. And, and, and when he came up to his last, you know, will it now turn out to be his last Laker game, um, he didn't come with an entourage of people. He didn't sit with Rob, who he's, you know, who, and I'm thinking about Rob today. He's got to be devastated. I mean, he, he sat with Gigi. He just brought his daughter and, and sat, and, and there's video going around today of him, like, pointing out certain things on the court to her. And, and maybe if she doesn't get back into basketball, guys, um, I don't know if Kobe would have come back to Staples at all. In the first year he was gone, I think he came back once. In you know in in all the preseason and all the home games, and this year he he'd only been there a couple of times to to see LeBron and and it, it God I just it's so sad I I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get over the looks of the faces of the people on the plane that were closest to him like Judy Cito our director of medicine you know who worked with Kobe you know for 20 years his whole career and now you know she runs the Lakers whole medical department. And, you know, I'm sure she's thinking today that one of the reasons I'm here is because of the success I had with Kobe. Or Allison Vogler, our PR director, who handled Kobe personally for years. He, he was such a big thing that when, when uh, you know, John Black, our PR guy, handled the whole team and Kobe had needed so much attention that Allison just took it on herself. And And she's, you know, obviously really devastated today. So... There's a whole bunch of people that are going to need a couple of days to, to process this. But he, he, I think the reason he impacted so many people is because his work ethic, his, you know, what, what everybody has come to describe as the Mamba mentality, is something that you can take with you no matter what you do in life. You can do it if you're a doctor. You can do it if you're a chemist. You can do it if you're a sportscaster or an actor or, you know, whatever you want. So I think that's why a lot of people are going to be just incredibly sad today. We all know everything about Kobe when it comes to his career and on the court and stuff like that, John. But as far as Kobe, the person that people may not know as much about and you've been around him for so long, what stands out to you? That, that you'd want people to know? For, for a basketball player, for a professional athlete, he was incredibly worldly. He spoke three languages. You know, everybody knows he lived in Italy for a while. He had interests outside of basketball. He read all the Harry Potter books. He would go to Disneyland. He loved to go to Disneyland. He just, uh, you know, what he, he had a weird habit, Andy, where he would, um, <laughs> I'm sure you guys heard about this, he would find out like somebody that was super successful at something and figure out how to get them on the phone. And it could be, it could be Steve Jobs. It could be Martin Scorsese. It could be, you know, he was very good friends with Patrick Soonchong, our minority owner who is a doctor who's kind of devoted his life to trying to cure cancer. So Kobe would have dinners with Soonchong and they would discuss things that had nothing to do with basketball. So he had this, uh, 
he had this plate of interest that you don't find most of the time when you cover um, other people um, in sports, like other NBA guys I've covered, their interests are pretty much limited to sports. He was the opposite. He was just into a ton of different stuff, and he like loved being a dad. That that like God, I'm going to tear up saying that in past tense. But the um, you know he just you could tell that that he was just completely into um, being a dad, and and you know in, ends up having four daughters that that now aren't going to have him around, and that might be the saddest part of this whole thing. All right, uh, hey John, I'll uh, I'll see you tomorrow at uh, at three o'clock. Yeah, I'm actually uh, you know by then I I think I'll I'll be able to you know remember the good times a little better and 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 hopefully we can you know provide some comfort for some people because I mean he's left this <laughs> he's left this legacy that we're going to be able to talk about forever. Yeah. All right, thanks, man. All right, guys, see ya. Uh, there's John Ireland, voice of the Lakers, uh, who was around Kobe an awful lot during his 20-year career. Um, press conference uh, about the crash. If if you had not heard, uh, five people killed in a helicopter crash uh, outside of Calabasas, uh, including Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. Let's see if we can get some details into exactly what happened. We'll go to uh, Calabasas now. Good afternoon. My name is Daryl Osby, and I'm the fire chief of the Los Angeles County Fire Department. I want to thank you for coming here to today's uh, briefing of the Willow incident. Today, shortly before 10 o'clock at 9.47 a.m., the Los Angeles County Fire Department received a 911 call of a potential helicopter down in a brush fire at the intersection of Los Virgins Road and Willow Glen Street in the city of Calabasas in unincorporated uh, Los Angeles County. Upon arrival, our firefighters discovered approximately a quarter acre brush fire that resulted from a crash on the, hill, on the hillside. The Los Angeles County Fire Department initial response was 15 pieces of apparatus and 56 personnel that consisted of paramedics, engine company, heavy rescue, truck company, hand crews, and aircraft, and a chief officer to oversee the incident. Upon arrival during the incident and upon arrival of the sheriff's department, our two respective departments entered into unified command to handle this incident. Um, our firefighters on scene indicated that there was a debris field and steep terrain with a quarter acre brush fire that was occurring at the time. Our firefighters hiked in to the accident site with their medical equipment and hose lines to uh, extinguish the uh, stubborn fire as it included the brush fire, debris from the helicopter, and the fire also included magnesium which is very hard for our firefighters to extinguish because uh, magnesium reacts with oxygen and water. In addition to our firefighters hiking into the incident, we had one helicopter flying to the incident with firefighter paramedics on board. Those paramedics were hoisted down to the incident early into the uh, incident. Um, They did a search of the area for survivors Unfortunately, all the survivors on board were determined to have been perished. Um, Firefighters and hand crews worked to extinguish the fire while carefully preserving 
the incident for investigation. I'm currently, this investigation is still ongoing. I would like to turn this over to my sheriff to continue the press briefing. Thank you, Chief Osby. Personnel from Los Hills Sheriff's Station responded to the scene of, of the crash site and uh, assisted the fire department, and we've established a, a containment area, and now our Aero Bureau has a handle on traffic or uh, aircraft accidents. However, when there's a fatality, then it switches to the National Transportation Safety Bureau, the NTSB, and the Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA. The FAA is already on scene and assisting. We're waiting the arrival of the coroner's office to assist in the recovery of the remains. As the chief indicated, there were no survivors. We have a manifest that indicates that there was nine people on board the aircraft, the pilot plus eight individuals. Uh, there is wide speculation as who the identities are. However, it is entirely inappropriate right now to identify anyone by name until the coroner has made the identification through their very deliberative process, and they've made notifications to next of kin. And it would be extremely disrespectful to understand that your loved one was perished and you learn about it from TMZ. That is just wholly inappropriate, so we're not going to be going there. We're going to wait till the coroner does their job, and we're assisting the families of those who believe they've been impacted, and it's a, it's, a, it's a tough process. And our hope goes out to all of the members that were on board, all the family of everyone who was on board this aircraft, and uh, God bless their souls. So at this point in time, we have nothing that we can add until the coroner does their job. And we'll be making those notifications when we have the information and we know the next of kin have been notified, then we can release the information publicly. And you'll be notified in uh, subsequent uh, announcements. Sure. Sure. Sheriff, there is one thing you can confirm. That, that we have a confirmation, bodies? actually, of nine bodies there at the scene. That is, that is our belief, yes. Thank you. All right, so uh, updating that story. Uh, it was the pilot plus eight individuals, Kobe Bryant and daughter worse. Gianna yeah. among them. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We're coming back. Steve Mason, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. We will hear from uh, Stephen A. Smith, uh, from James Worthy, and from uh, Spike Lee. By the way, Madison Square Garden tonight where there's a game lit up in purple and gold in tribute to Kobe Bryant, who uh, died today in that terrible helicopter crash outside Calabasas. This is 710 ESPN.